Welcome to another episode of What If. Let me start by declaring Happy Fifth of July. Oh, I know, I'm a day late and a dollar short here. But what if I told you I'm right on time with my celebrations? Yes, we celebrate the fourth for the freedoms fought for and obtained for this country by the shedding of blood by many whose hearts were turned towards freedom and away from monarchy rule. Yes, we are free from that kind of rule. But can I tell you, many are still captive to the hidden bondages of their very own soul? Free outwardly, but slaves to sin inwardly. So, here we go again. Fireworks, cookouts, celebrations of many kinds. What really are we celebrating? The founding fathers of the United States of America had a singular oppressor in mind when they cried for their rights to be free. That oppressor was English rule. For the founders of this country, freedom meant government by the consent of the governed rather than the authority of kings. We fought and we won. So every year we're put into remembrance the battle for freedom. But wait, are we really free or are we just celebrating the symbolism of freedom, a date July 4th. Since our battle for liberty resulted in freedom from oppression, from that day henceforth to now, freedom has a distinctive look and feel about it. July is Freedom Month, the month where Americans all over celebrate the freedoms afforded us by the Constitution of the United States of America, red, white, and blue, signifying our patriotic gratitude for freedom. What fun to celebrate by a show of colors, fun, and most of all, food. But what if I told you for many that celebrating the 4th for the most part has been a partial celebration at best? Oh, I'm not against rejoicing for political or religious freedoms obtained by breaking away from those who seek to enslave us. But the cry for true freedom began long before our founding fathers sought to rally for freedom from an oppressive governing body. The Christian cry for liberty, for Christian freedom, pre-existed long before the cries of modern-day liberty. There is a greater freedom given to us by a greater governing source, heaven. Our real citizenship is there, and all our freedoms are secured by the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For me, it's not red, white, and blue. It's all red the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Listen to what God's word says about being free. John 8, 36 says this, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You see, I can say happy 5th of July because my freedoms extend beyond what the eye can see or the body can feel or what the mind knows. I have a freedom worth celebrating all day, every day. Why? I have dual citizenship. I am an earthly citizen of the United States, but more importantly, a heavenly citizen in the kingdom of God. The Constitution of the United States of America offers many Americans an opportunity to celebrate their fought-for freedoms. In parallel with those celebrations, however, 
There are coinciding ongoing conflicts, protests, and outright rebellions because people are demanding their constitutional rights and freedom, and they want it now. So while we battle governments and governing institutions, we also are engaging in warfare with each other. Each person advocating for rights they believe have been trampled on and ultimately ignored. What I want to do is to challenge us to redirect our energy, our fireworks, so to speak, our cookouts to celebrate, to celebrating 24-7, 365 days a year, a freedom no man can give and no man can take away. I'm talking about freedom obtained in the supernatural realm only. Here, we are talking spiritual freedom. And that freedom was won and secured by one person and one person only, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our real citizenship is in heaven, and all our sacred liberties have been obtained and are available by the precious blood of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. It is for freedom he came and died for us. John 10.10 says this, I am come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The word life here is the Greek word zoe, which means eternal life. It's not the word bio, which means physical life. So here we are, happy and secure in our eternal destination and our freedom. But did you know that kind of freedom can be fully lived out right here and right now on earth? Look at the word abundant in John 10.10. It is not a heavenly term because it signifies a sense of measurement or comparison. In order to perceive abundance, it must be paired with lack. What we have in heaven is neither lack nor abundance, but instead divine perfection. So while our temporary citizenship is here on earth, our final destination is eternal perfection. This is what we must understand. No matter the circumstances, no matter the trials or the tribulations, no matter the consequences of past forgiven sins, no matter what we may face on a daily basis, our Jesus came that we may live the abundant life today. So today, my friends, search hard your heart. Are you really free or are you secretly carrying chains of unforgiveness, dragging boatloads of bitterness or even mindlessly stroking fits of anger? It really takes the Holy Spirit to reveal your true state of freedom. Look at this verse in John 8, 32 to 33. Jesus is talking to the religious, the religious leaders of that time. Verse 32, and ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. And then in verse 33, the Jews answered. They answered him and said, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Seriously? Did they really forget that their ancestors were slaves? And that they themselves were currently a subjugated people? Did they forget about the Babylonian captivity, not to mention slavery to the Egyptians? 
Have they honestly forgotten their current relationship to Rome? Oh, yes. We are very similar in our response to Jesus confronting our sins. We deny their rooted existence. Instead, we live off of what we don't do anymore as evidence of our freedom. Look, Jesus, I don't curse anymore. I don't drink or smoke anymore. I'm kind and I pay my tithes. Hallelujah. I go to church every Sunday and I sing in the choir. But all the while, I'm hating, backbiting, gossiping, and making my own way through this world, clanging my chains as I go. It's like having a Pinocchio experience. But instead of your nose growing longer, denial makes the chains simply bind all the more stronger. Pretending slavery to sin doesn't exist in your life based on outward appearances is not deliverance. Consequently, living life abundantly is impossible if you don't experience freedom from sin and its consequences in your everyday life. Until the eyes of your understanding and the windows of your heart are open to receive and accept Jesus Christ, not just as your Savior, but more importantly, as your Lord, you will stay in bondage to sin and its consequences. Oh, you may be existing, but you're not living the God life intended by the sacrifice of Jesus. Instead, you will find yourself shackled up by many chains, seen and unseen, living below the expected means of provision by our Father in heaven, all the while celebrating the lesser freedoms of life. It seems that so many people have chosen to live a life that is less meaningful than what God has promised. But why? The pursuit for freedom is a theme found throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. Just three chapters into the story of God's creation in the book of Genesis, mankind gave up its freedom by choosing to rebel against God. From that time forward, the perfect freedom God created in the Garden of Eden was gone, and the long-term effects were both physical and spiritual, felt even unto this day. But everybody longs for freedom. We are born with the desire to be free. However, misunderstood freedom eventually leads to bondage and bondage to death. Let me give you some examples. When God created birds, their freedom is found in the air. But if you were to house a bird and keep him captive in water, he loses his liberty and eventually death comes knocking. Why? He is out of his God-designed realm. A fish was created for freedom in the water, but leave him on the land and he too will ultimately perish. Plants were created for freedom in the substance of the earth, namely dirt. But separate the plant from where its growth and maturation was divinely designed by God, and it too will perish. So, if you understand that principle of freedom, then add this to your understanding. When God created man, his life-giving source was God himself. God breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of mankind, and he became a living being. 
a spirit being living in a physical world. So what makes us think anything apart from God, our life giver, is freedom and life giving? So many spend their life believing that fleeing from God and seeking freedom apart from him gives them life. If you truly desire to be free, you cannot escape God. In fact, true freedom comes from allowing him to take you captive. This captivity, however, is a really superior freedom granted to us by a higher authority, heaven. We have, we have obtained it without fighting. We've obtained it through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. It didn't require the loss of millions of lives to gain it, nor does it require endless physical continual battles to maintain it. That excellent freedom is freedom in Christ Jesus. It is the freedom that comes with being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says about being free. John 8, 31 and 32. 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Listen, it isn't church attendance. It isn't paying tithes. It isn't Bible study or even faithfully ushering. It's truth and truth alone that makes us free. All those good things we do can discipline us, but they don't disciple us. Being a disciple of Christ and knowing him intimately because he is truth is the pathway to true freedom. That freedom is the only sustaining freedom available to all on this planet. So while our country is indeed the land of the free, thanks to the brave, to protect that freedom, we must keep fighting to obtain and maintain. Our freedoms in Christ, however, are forever secure. So what keeps us from being free? Our freedom is hindered and unobtainable when we believe the, the lies of the enemy spoken over our life. Do you know what God has said about you? Do you know God's truth versus the enemy's lies? Do you know him personally? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as not just your Savior, but as the Lord over your life? While our outward expressions of freedom create reasons for fun celebrations. As Christians, we know that people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says this, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. When we search our hearts, when we allow the Holy Spirit flashlight to search the deepest recesses of our deceitful hearts, then we obtain true, liberating freedom. We begin to walk in freedom to, from, 
for, and with. How? We are called to freedom. We have freedom from sin, from the law, and from death. We obtain freedom for joy, for holiness, for life, for knowing and growing in God through his spirit and not our flesh. And finally, we have freedom with love serving one another. 1 Corinthians 9.19 says this, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. God created us to be interdependent rather than independent. The natural inclination is to think of liberty as the freedom to do as we please. However, Christian liberty empowers us to live appropriately in our freedom. This freedom afforded us by the shed blood of Jesus Christ is purposeful and intentional. It liberates us from sin, from selfishness, and any oppression that would interfere with our continued transformation into the image of God. Our transformation is impossible without liberty. But it is not a liberty to stay as we are. It is a liberty to become what we should. This freedom is not about supplying us the freedom to be ourselves. The freedom we have received will gradually make us less ourselves and more like the God we love and serve. So go ahead, fire up the fireworks. Flip those burgers, smother that corn cob in butter. But remember, real freedom, real lasting eternal freedom is only found in Christ Jesus. Meanwhile, celebrate and never forget the sacrifice of a son so that he could present himself to us as a savior. In ending, I must say, happy 5th of July. Happy 6th of July. Happy 7th of July. Well, okay, you get my point. You all be blessed and stay free.